You have just entered the Rocket Metal Combat Podcast with Ralph Vieira, also known as Dr. Fuck, Ian Wiley, the Ayatollah of Alcohola, and Terrence Reedon, the Rock Sponge. Now spread those ear holes and let them turn your brain to mush. This is the Rocket Metal Combat Podcast! Hey everybody, it's me, Dr. Fuck from Thrasher Die with a little bit of a hoarse uh, throat because I was deep throating cock. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not true. All you homos, put it back in your pants. I was just kidding. I did a show the other night where I sang with three bands. And my voice is a little hoarse, you know. And uh, anyway, so uh, I'm here with another wacky edition of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with my buddy Ian and Terrence. How you guys doing? All right, I got a good day drunk on. I'm ready to go. I'm just trying to stay awake. I just drank a pot of coffee to do so. And my balls are completely empty from busting two nuts on some girl that just left half an hour ago. So, I didn't know your mom was in town. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> it was my aunt, okay? Oh, oh, I like her. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> Your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, this week, uh, it's uh, Nick of Us and Nothing. Uh, that, that's actually a nice fucking show backwards. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't even know what the hell I said backwards. Uh, we're going to uh, review what many considered... The greatest Anthrax album of them all. Many, but not me. I don't think so. Matter of fact, I find this album to be quite overrated. Spoiler alert! Well, you know, I figure, you know, you guys are going to want to know. Especially you purists of this album want to know why I would say something as stupid as uh, this album being overrated. Well, stick around and I'll give you my opinion. And it is my opinion, all right? So, um, this week we're talking about Among the Living from Anthrax, okay? Uh, I guess I'll start this off with a little uh, setup. Uh, how I discovered Anthrax was actually on a compilation album. One of my favorite compilation albums that I can't remember the name of it now. But it has, I got turned on by a lot of bands on that album, like Tokyo Blade, If Heaven Is Hell is on that album. The Rods, Born to Rock, is on that album. A killer band called Thunderfire, who's an awesome band. You all should look into it. Very obscure band. They're on the album. And Metal Thrashing Mad, All Fistful of Metal, is on that album. And I ran out and bought it because of that one song. And uh, to this day, I still hail Fistful of Metal as the best <clears throat> Anthrax album of them all. Uh, and then I would say the second best would be a tie between Spreading the Disease and the Armed and Dangerous EP. That, to me, is Anthrax Pinnacle. Those three releases are my favorite Anthrax. And then after that, I liked a few songs on some albums, including Among the Living, but we will get into that later. So I want you guys to tell us how you guys discovered Anthrax. Uh, first I heard of Anthrax would probably be seeing the video for Indians on Headbangers Ball. And, uh, man, they just got me right there. Ran out and got it, uh, you know, probably right after it came out. And, you know, that was a golden age for the thrash, because around that time, you, you know, you had 
puppets had been released. Uh, you know, you had Rain and Blood by Slayer. You had Peace Cells by Megadeth. I mean, the big four were really starting to make their presence felt. And, uh, man, I, I took the album home, fell in love with it, and I've been a major Anthrax fan ever since. I love all incarnations of the Anthrax. I love uh, you know, I love the original uh, Fistful of Metal with uh, Neil Turbin. I, I love the John Bush era. Uh, you know, my favorite is the Joey Belladonna era, but uh, I've, I've stuck with them through thick and thin, and uh, they never let me down. I love Anthrax. Terrence, what do you think? Uh, Anthrax. Well, I might be shot for this. I'll be the king villain in this piece for a change on this episode. One word for Anthrax. Boring. Anyways, um, my introduction to them was the I'm the Man EP, you know, because that that was admittedly a funny song. And then I had that, and I also had Among the Living. And um, basically, Among the Living and I'm the Man is my intro and outro. Because everything I've heard after put me to sleep. And that's all I gotta say about Anthrax. You know, Terrence, I think I take you as a spread the disease type of guy. I bet you if you listen to that album, you will actually change your opinion on Anthrax. Even though I my personal favorite is this full metal, I take you more as a spread the disease, so I gotta say, give that a chance. Give that one okay. a chance. And I have a feeling you will like it. All right, spreading the disease, and um, I'll even go with Fistful Metal as well. I'll go with them both. Yeah, I mean, Fistful Metal is awesome. To me, that's... I got to say, Fistful Metal, to me, was Anthrax at its purest. That's before they... You know, see, Anthrax, to me, they, they're... they're to me, they're just bandwagon jumpers. They have been, even with the thrash. That first album, even though it did have some thrash elements... It was more an accept Iron Maiden type thing, a little sped up. But until yeah. they really started hanging out with Metallica, I started to hear Metallica, especially on Among the Living. And when we get into those tracks, I will even point out, this is total Metallica <coughs> worship. So, uh, let's start it off. I'll start it off. And speaking of Metallica worship, the title track, Among the Living. Now... At the time, uh, we had Master of Puppets and Ride the Lightning, where it had kind of like the little intro, and then it would go into the crunchiness of the song. Well, that's what Among the Living does. It starts with you know the little riff, and then it goes into da 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 gun 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 gun. Wish it was Metallica. Da 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 gun 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 gun. Got this from Hetfield. Da da. Yeah, it's total fucking Metallica worship. But then they did do a little twist and throw in a little bit of that New York hardcore into it that they were into. And it fused them all really good on this song. So this song, I actually like Among the Living. I like the title track. I think it's a really cool song. I love that I am the walking dude. Even though there is like bandwagon jumping on the song, I can't deny the greatness that is the title track Among the Living. Uh, what do you think, Terrence? The title track to Among the Living, um, one of the acceptable songs in the album, and I don't have to repeat what you said because you hit the nail on the head on what I think of that song. Now I forward to Ian, you bastard. Wow, that was good. Did you even listen to this? <laughs> uh, yes, I did. I okay. did. Okay. All right. On the next song, we're going to make Terrence go first just to see so he can't copy what Rouse says. 
Uh, I love Among the Living. Great way to start this out. Uh, a classic track. A great fucking, uh, great album opener and a great live opener. Um, lyrically, you know, it's, it's Walking Dude. It's all about The Stand by Stephen King, uh, which so many Anthrax songs were based on Stephen King novels and, and short stories. And uh, this is just... Bam! Out, out the gate. A great way to start it. Um, I, I, Ralph, Ralph did bring up some great points because it does. There is a Metallica sound in it, but it is very East Coast at the same time. And uh, and I love East Coast thrash. Um, you know, they were, you know, Nuclear Assault, Anthrax, Overkill. Uh, there's a uniqueness to it that's it's different from you know the the Bay Area thrash sound, and it's definitely got more of a punk vibe. And uh, love it you know it's 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 always going to be in the set because it's a great song next one is caught in a mosh and i'll start this one out this is an all-time classic this is a thrasher piece if you will uh just great musically great lyrically uh just really reminds me you know of the thrash movement at that time and uh you know that's where you separated you know who was like you know just get it into cock rock and who was a real fucking headbanger because the fucking headbangers were listening to this shit and uh, awesome lyrics awesome vocals by Joey Belladonna which uh, I think is the best vocalist out of the big four I love you know and it helped me get into thrash uh, because of his vocals because uh, that that dude can sing the fucking phone book and it was neat to have those kind of vocals with that kind of power and aggression and uh, this is an all-time classic. Terrence, what do you think? Cotton and Mosh, I actually do love this song, and I'm not just saying it either, but it is true because I, this was a song that did stand out when I had the cassette many, 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 many moons ago, and this, I believe, was also in the On The Man EP in a live version, and I actually preferred its live version to its studio, but the song is just an epic, epic piece, and I don't have to repeat myself like a broken record, you hit the nail on the head about Joey Belladonna being an excellent, versatile singer, which of course he was, because John Bush, for some strange god-awful reason, I could not ever get into that dude singing, but that's just me. But Cotton Amash, excellent number, and uh, let's see what Ralphie Boy has to say. Oh, I love this song. I've always loved Cotton Amash. Uh, they got a lot of shit for this because they didn't, <clears throat> they didn't really invent, invent the word mosh. Uh, but a lot of people think they did, and I, I remember seeing interviews where Scott Ian was very like frustrated, saying, "Oh God, I didn't make up that word." And people don't really call it mosh anymore; they just say "pit," going in the pit, you know. But um, but you know, actually, the song has nothing to do about moshing. It's just uh, kind of like uh, what Skid Row did later on with uh, "Slave to the Grind," I guess, or maybe not. I don't know. I know it's like something of being caught in a situation, but then it also has like, you know, slamming somebody, you know, talking to you, like clapping with one hand. Uh, I love it. I love, one thing I love about Anthrax is those backing vocals are kind of unique. That, you know, uh, talk, what is it? That, what is it? You know, that Scott Ian's got a cool, heavy voice. Like if you listen to Protect and Survive, they do a, also a cover of Celtic's Frost, uh, Throne Emperor, where Scott Ian sings. I like Scott Ian's voice. He's got like a heavy type voice. Um, 
and uh, Cotton Mosh. I really dig it. It's not a bad song at all. It's actually one of their, <laughs> one of their best songs. And ever since the Among the Living uh, album came out, they have always played this song live. It's a fan favorite. It's a live favorite. And uh, Cotton Mosh rules, dude. Great fucking song. One thing, I, one, one thing I'd like to add to that real quick uh, is as far as the title, Cotton Amash, I saw an interview where they said one of their roadies, they saw him backstage, and the dude was all like, beat the shit, <laughs> you know, got the shit knocked out. I'm like, what the fuck happened to you? And he was trying to cross the venue in the middle of the show, and he said he got caught in the mosh. And that's where, and then they came up with the title. There you go. So, yeah, it's a great classic song. One of their best songs. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt, very popular, and to me, uh, when it comes to popular Anthrax songs, I will always never agree, but this one is the exception. This is a popular Anthrax song that I fucking love. Yeah. Of course, I'll start I Am The Law, because I Am The Law is my favorite song on the entire album. The chorus is just so fucking epic. I am the law. You won't fuck around no more. I judge a rich, I judge a poor. Commit a crime, I'll lock the door because I make a city. I am the law. The song always kicked ass. The live version on I'm the Man, Joey Belladonna hitting those ear-piercing shrieks. You could tell he was listening to old Bruce Dickinson and Robert Plant on that, especially the scream that comes in after the guitar solo done by the one and only Dan Spitz. That, uh, I can't do it because my voice is deepened, but that fucking like, epic scream on that song fucking makes it worth it for me. The, the live version on the I'm the Man EP is just as good, but the studio version brilliantly produced by eddie kramer excellent 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 sign who wants to follow me i think i'll go to ralph uh, all right I'll, I'll, I'll say it okay i hate this song i really, really? yes and i'll t- and i know there's a lot of people out there that like thrash or die and are really upset with me right now and they're like oh fuck this guy he doesn't like i am the law and i am the law is a very popular I'll tell you why I don't like this song. I just find it hokey, stupid, the whole Judge Dredd thing. I like. Let me put it this way: I like Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dredd more than this song. How do you like those apples, Ian? Ouch! This is this is cool uh, that you hate it that much because I fucking love it. And and oh, how I'm, shocking! And I am kind of responsible for this. Oh. Uh, yeah. A lot of people don't know this. Uh, around this time, I used to work for Megaforce Records. And, uh, you know, I was trying to help Anthrax break big. And I, I said, hey, this Stallone movie is going to come out, you know. And maybe you guys could write a song about it. You know, they're, they're, they're like, what? They're, I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, the guy that just did Cobra, you know, is going to make this movie. And, uh, you know, I'm like, he's going to be like, oh, look. You know, I'm like, you need to write a song, you know, where you're like, I love. And uh, they did. And, it, you know, and, and I feel bad because the timing was off because the movie was stuck in development hell. It didn't end up coming out for like about another fucking eight or ten years. Uh, but they already had the song written, already put it on the album. And I think it's fucking awesome. I and the law fucking rules. Next, we go into Enolic fucking Sisson, or however the fuck you say that. See, nice forwards. fucking... Nice fucking life. Uh, this song is about John Belushi. Uh, Scott Ian and Charlie Benente uh, and, and a lot of the band were huge Belushi fans. But Anthrax was very, uh, you know, I'm surprised I like them. 
because they're not much drinkers and they're not much druggers. And uh, this was their, you know, song that was anti, you know, living that kind of lifestyle that's going to lead you to an early grave. And normally I hate preachy shit like that. But uh, this is a song where I just, you know, tune out the fucking lyrics because I'm drunk and uh, and enjoy the music. And I love the music to this. And uh, it, it's it's a great song. It's a, it's a fun song. And, uh, you know, even though I don't agree with their fucking teetotaler bullshit, uh, I still love NFL. What do you think, Ralph? Best song on the album. Love the hell out of this song. Uh, yeah, you, you, I did know it was about John Belushi, but I totally forgot. Yeah, good thing you brought that up. I did forget it was about John Belushi. What a great song. What a great riff. And it's just, oh, I love this song, man. This is, uh. Definitely a standout track on the album for me. Uh, NFL, what else can I say? It's a great mosher, too. I used to love uh, slam, <clears throat> slam dancing to this one when they would play this one live. Uh, to me, standout track on the album. Favorite song um, is NFL. Nice fucking life. In the neck of That's, I, I believe, how you pronounce it. Uh, Terrence? Um, I have to concur with you two sons of bitches. If film Nick Kufessin, nice fucking life, NFL, whatever you want to call it. Excellent song, I might add. Hard to top I Am The Law, though, because I think uh, that's the best song in the album, but that's just me, I guess. Anyways, um, If film Nick Kufessin's second favorite. Um, didn't know it was about John Belushi. I guess I learned something new every day. Thank you, Ian. Although you're drunk, you teach me something, you bastard. Damn straight. And, uh, Joe... And uh, Joey Belladonna was the only alcoholic in the band during their heyday, but then eventually quit drinking um, during the Persistence of Time sessions. But that you learn something on Behind the Music, the original airing, which I did. And um, the song NFL, excellent song. Just nothing more I can say about it. And I might as well go into the next song, Skeleton in the Closet. And uh, let me just say I'm going to go take a nap right now. All right, all right, all right, all right. Turn off your mic, Terrence. My turn. Uh, Skeletons in the closet. Uh, this is another Stephen King-based song. This is based on the novel uh, *At Pupil*, which later became a movie, and uh, not bad, but it's not on par with the rest. I wouldn't call it a bad song. Uh, you can. It's filler, but it's good filler, in my opinion. Uh, uh, that's about all I got for app or for app people. Skeletons in the closet. What do you think, Ralph? All right. Uh, should I say something that'll spoil the rest of the episode for me, or should I keep quiet about it? You should keep quiet about it. Okay, I'll keep say quiet. Say it. Say uh, it. No, no, I'll keep quiet about it. I love Skeletons in the Closet. Again, it's probably my second favorite. No, I would say it's. One of my favorites on the album. I always love this song. And the thing I love the most is like, uh, again, the backing vocals. I just like, in the closet, any skeletons, any misfortunes, hiding in the closet. I just love the hell out of this fucking song. To me, it is a standout track. And when I saw the Among the Living tour, which I technically really saw it twice because they came back as the I Am The Man tour, but it was pretty much the same thing. It was pretty much a... Yeah, Among the Living Door, except they, they played Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath to make it different. Uh, they didn't play Skeleton in the Closet either show, 
But, you know, then they did do uh, the whole album on tour many, many years later, which I didn't get to see. So I've never seen Anthrax play Skeleton in the Closet, unfortunately. But it is one of the standout tracks for me. One of my favorite tracks on the album is Skeletons in the Closet. Now let me flip the, let me be the one to flip the album over and put on the single and probably the most popular song off the album, uh, Indians. I love when Scott Ian goes, War Dance, and it goes into that riff. And you know what else I like about this song? Nothing else. That's the only thing I like about that song is the little middle section. The rest is just garbage to me. I'm sorry. But Indians, like, cry for the Indians? Cry for the Indians? What kind of thrash is that? All right. I don't like this song, but I like the middle mosh part. That's all I can say about it. Uh, Ian? Uh, wow. Boy, this makes my dick hard because I couldn't disagree with you more. This is probably my favorite Anthrax song of all time. <laughs> I fucking love Indians. And, uh, hey, wait till it's your turn, Terrence. Wake the fuck up. Uh, you know, th- it talks about an important subject, which is Indians. Um, you know, they're not just there to service you at the convenience store or, you know, to answer, you know, you know, when you, when you call and you need tech support, you know, our friends over in India, uh, you know, you need to be nice to them. And Indians is a fucking incredible fucking song. It is about, it is about India, right? Uh, it's about Indians. Like, uh, the white man took the oh, land. Oh, Native Americans, you jackass. Oh, well, shit, now I love it even fucking more. Blackfeet, Cherokee. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I love it even more because I am like a half of three quarters Native American myself. So now I really identify with it because, uh, well, uh, Ralph might know. I don't know if Terrence knows. Uh, yeah, I'm like half one sixteenth Pakari Indian. We used to walk around in the woods, smoke a peace pipe, and say, hey, where the fuck are we? You're American. You know, stop with this. I'm sick of these people saying, well, I'm half this, I'm half that. Where the hell were you born? America. That's your American. Like African Americans. Hey, man, I'm not racist, but most people that walk around saying they're African American never been to Africa. Oh, I'm supposed to be Cuban-American because my parents are Cuban? No, I'm American, and I'm damn proud of it. And if you're not proud, and you're going to put American second, then go to whatever country you put in front of America, you twat. Well, well I, I was born here, so I, I guess I am a Native American. I'm, as an, Ameri- I'm as an American as the American Indian, because we were all born here. And it's not my fault Christopher Columbus came here and slaughtered Indians, all right? It's not my fault that black people came over here and were slaves. I wasn't alive, and neither was anybody listening to this right now. You weren't alive back then, so do not take the fault of your ancestors. Thank you. Let me me, uh, clarify. Christopher Columbus did not discover America. It was an Italian that discovered America. Oh, him too. It, it, that's Amerigo Vespucci. Yeah, that guy was in America. Yeah, he was. That's where the the name America came from, in an Italian. But then okay. the Italians, the Italians gave us all the hot looking babes. Let's put. That's what well, I love well, about now, Italy is their women. I, I identify with it because I'm Native American because you know I can't handle my fire water, and sometimes I take things back that 
people. Uh, I'm not. I don't do good with smallpox, and uh, I I do live on a reservation, and I work at a you casino. You lying sack of shit. My great great great. That's what I got on the notes. My great 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 grandfather like took a piss in the North Pole, so I guess that makes me an Eskimo, an Eskimo American. Fuck all that shit. I'm American and damn proud of it. Yeah, you right. like hey. I have to now let me uh, let me say some brief things about Indians. I'm a quarter Blackfoot, but who gives a flying foot? This song, actually, um, I was woken from my nap to review the song. Well, I'm gonna play a song that's better than that. Da 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 Wake up and, and tell me the next song. Oh, okay. Uh, One World. Um, thanks for waking me up. One World, it's okay. Not a bad song, but not an essential song either. Uh, there's a reason why I'm glad I haven't... You know, I listened to this album for the first time in 20-some-odd years, and there's a reason why I still don't like any Anthrax post among the living, but this song was okay. That's all I can say about that. What do you think of One World, Ian? You're probably going to disagree with me, you bastard. Uh, one World, uh, you know, just said it's One World, man. You know, we, we can't, you know, it's very of the times, you know, uh, talks about Russia in there. So I'm, I'm thinking this this song was probably inspired by Rocky Four, then, you know, Red Dawn and other, you know, Red Menace movies. Uh, but, uh, Sting wrote you know, a song called One World Not Three on Ghost in the Machine uh, six years before. Yeah, oh, are we reviewing that now? No, I just wanted to make a point. Okay, alright. God damn it, Terrence. Terrence hates Indians. Terrence hates the Russians. Oh, shut up, I love the English. That, 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 that's why, you know, uh, funny... And the Italians. Like, at, at one point, we all, all of us lived in Florida, even though we never met. Uh, okay. You know, I, I had to leave... Florida because of racist people like fucking Terrence. Shut up. I left Florida because of a number of married reasons. No, no actually, I, I did meet Terrence once. It was at a KKK recruitment party. Uh, uh, there was a Ted Nugent concert at a fucking Chuck E. Cheese in Okeechobee, Florida. And, uh, and, and Terrence, Terrence was trying to recruit me and trying to get me to get the same haircut, and I refused to do it. Liar. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, One World... Uh, yeah, not the best song on the fucking album, and uh, yeah, Terrence hates white people. Hey, shut up! I'm white. I'm as white as a pint of milk. We've got uh, Ralph's opinion of One World, you dumb bastard. All right. All right. What do you think about One World, Ralph? Boy, that fart stunk. All right. What's next? A D I horror that all begins with a nice acoustic little ditty from Dan Spitz who I have utmost respect for. His son has autism, like me, so a fellow autism supporter. God bless you, and he wrote this uh, excellent acoustic little intro called ADI, and it segues into another excellent song in the album, Horror of It All, which isn't a bad tune. Not much else I can say about it, but I kind of dig it. What do you think of uh, ADI, Horror of It All, Ralphie Boy? I hate it. What do you think, Ian? Uh, I think it's a deep cut on the album. I enjoy it. ADI, which stands for Arabic Douche Intro. 
No shit. Wow, I didn't know the damn script was Arabic. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, they're referring to, you know, the little ditty. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> but that's what that's what they called his little, I, I'm sure fucking uh, Scott Ian called, you know, coined that phrase. Wait, wait, are you being serious? Actually? Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm being dead wow, serious. That's, I did, I that's what ADI, that. Arabic douche intro. Really? Uh, wow. Yes. And then it goes into horror of it all, which I think is a deep cut on the album. Um, because, you know, as with all reviews, I went back and listened to this a couple times. And uh, it's it's one of the lesser known ones, but I was like, man, why didn't I, you know, catch this more when I listened to this album? I was definitely more of a, you know, aside from Indians, I was more of a first side to this album. But uh, I, I really enjoyed this. And, uh, and that, that, I mean, that's about all I got. Uh, you know, it's it's definitely a grower, but I really enjoyed it. What do you think, Terrence? Or I'm sorry, Ralph. What do you think? He already. Uh, no, I said, I, okay, oh. no, I just said I hated it, but let me uh, get a little more into it. Um, I just find it just boring. You know what it is? It's like I was really a huge fan of Anthrax before this album came out, and they were like, you know, the, the, like I said, fistful of metal, uh, armed and dangerous. Friend of Disease, I like every song on all those records, with the exception, but it doesn't really count. The God Save the Queen cover was eh, but you know, I mean, that doesn't really count since it is a cover, but you know, that had Raise Hell on it and Army Dangerous, and I think there was another one. Um, I, I, I liked everything they were doing, and then when it came to this album, especially Side 2, I was like, God, this is just, I don't know, man, it's just so unmemorable. And I did listen to this album in its entirety like a week ago, and it's still like, I'm listening to uh, part of it all, One World, and thinking to myself, man, I mean, I don't even remember these songs, and I'm listening to them now, and now I know why. Because they're just so unmemorable for me. They're just whatever. And they never played them live back in the day. They did when they did this album in its entirety, because for some reason, everybody points at this as uh, their best album. But uh, yeah, I don't like One World at all. So, uh, Terrence, why don't you why don't you close out the album? All right, well, imitation of life. Well, I'm gonna do my imitation of uh, what the song does to me. Da 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 da. Yeah. All right, all right. Go to bed, Terrence. You done? All right. Uh, last song, Imitation of Life. Uh, this is actually a remake of an SOD track called Aren't You Hungry? And uh, well, I, I definitely prefer the, uh, the SOD track. Uh, it, this isn't bad, and I, I think it's a good way to end the album. Uh, nothing wrong with it, but it's not one of the standout tracks. Uh, this album definitely could have benefited from a little different sequencing, I think. Because the first side's way stronger. Uh, that could have staggered some of this shit. But uh, but I love Imitation of Life, and I love this album, and I love Anthrax. So let's hear let's hear Ralph complain about it. Okay, yeah, you you know I am. Like I didn't want to give the spoiler away before when I said, uh, oh, should I spoil it before I say anything about Skeleton in the Closet? Because what I wanted to say was this is when the album ends for me. Skeleton in the Closet is like the rest of this album. It's just garbage, and this one. Yes. Aren't You Hungry, which I did not know uh, this was the music for Aren't You Hungry until many years later. I was so used to the USA from MOD version 
uh, that's equally as kick-ass. But yeah, I heard them play this um, on a video, and then they re did record it on Bigger Than The Devil. Um, yes, the, the music to this song benefits the lyrics to uh, Aren't You Hungry really good. So I, I still would say the MOD version is better, but this version is light years away from... Imitation of Life is just so fucking stupid with and shit like that it's just shitty it's just a shitty song and it's uh anthrax trying to be a little silly and funny and a lot of the anthrax stuff when they were trying to be silly and funny back in the day is so goddamn dated it's more dated than their stupid muta shorts that would they would play because the thing about anthrax back then terrence you're grinding me out buddy uh, the thing about uh, Anthrax was back then they, they were so desperate to be different than everybody else by wearing these stupid little shorts and like not singing about see, and that, here's another thing I want to bring up about Anthrax and nobody notices this shit about me except me um, Anthrax was very anti-satanic anti this, anti that because Oh, all, and even on an MTV interview during the State of Georgia, they were like, even bashing bands that talk, sing about Satan and this and that. And you would never, ever, ever see Anthrax give the sign of the horns in the 80s. Now, all they, now all they do, every picture with Scott Ian, he's giving the sign of the horns. They're fucking, they're, now they have a, they got a goddamn pentagram. As they're like logo now, the, they call it the what is it? Uh, Penethrax. Who gives a fuck? It's called the Penethrax, and they're all like, oh, and now now it's okay to be all this evil shit because you know black metal and all this shit. There, that's why I have a problem with Anthrax's, uh, you know, jumping on like uh, like trends, you know. And now it's like in the '80s, they would have never ever used the pentagram. They would have never done the horns. None of that stuff. Now they do it all the time because it's so in. And, it, and they should be just damn right ashamed of themselves with their, their new image and shit like that. Uh, let me just finish uh, the anthrax thing. I got to say, um, after this, it got even worse. State of Euphoria was just fucking horrible. That was like just a silly album. But... It did have its moments. I like Be All End All, and I and now it's dark was pretty good. And I actually like the real filler track called Skizzle. I actually like those. There's three songs I like on that album. Then came Persistence of Time, which was just garbage. Sound of White Noise was cool, but it wasn't Anthrax anymore. They should have changed the name of the band. Uh, I do. I mean, I am a huge fan of John Bush, but I'm a huge fan of Armored Saint which we should do an Armour Saint episode eventually. Uh, I like his voice way better than Joey Belladonna's, but I don't think uh, in Anthrax he fit. Uh, Armour Saint, even Anthrax at their best, wasn't as good as Armour Saint, in my opinion. Um, and, uh, you know, the, that stuff, you know, then it got worse after that. I mean, I did like some of Stomp. I liked uh, very little Volume 8 and the other two. Um... Or the We Came For You All, whatever. Their last album was okay. It wasn't bad. I was actually impressed with the last album with Belladonna. Because Belladonna kind of like, he stepped up the plate and he did really good on the album. Though I don't think the album is that great. 
as everybody thinks it is, but I thought Belladonna was really good on the album. And I like the song in the end. I think that's a really cool tune. Um, that's all I got to say about Anthrax, you know, and uh, let you guys finish up uh, your uh, what you think of Anthrax after Among the Living Guys. Okay, I'll start. And I'll be very, very short, unlike Ralph. State of Euphoria, boring. The cover of uh, Persistence of Time, boring as fuck. Um, I'm the, the remake of uh, Bring the Noise of Public Enemy was the only thing I did dig after that. And, but the rest of Attack of the Killer Bees wasn't that hot. And then the John Bush atrocity put me to sleep. If I hear only one more time, I'll jump off the top of my house. Um, oh, I gotta play it. Don't even think about it, asshole. And I apologize, Ralph, for yawning while you were talking. Alright. And, um, let's see, the only thing I liked about Stomp 445 was its front cover done by the late, great Storm Thurgerson, who never did a bad album cover. Rest his glorious soul. And everything else from Anthrax after 87? Boring. And that's all I gotta say about that. Boring and over-fucking-rated as hell. Hell, Slayer kicks their fucking ass any day of the week. Ian, now uh, cream your pants and tell us why you love Anthrax while jerking off to the album cover. That's right. I love, love Anthrax. And I'm going to play only so you jump off the fucking album. Stop snoring. Uh, I, I, I got to disagree with Ralph. I'm not a huge fist, uh, Fistful of Metal fan. I, I like it, but to me, it's it's just so different and doesn't doesn't even sound like Anthrax that I know and love. Uh, loved Arm and Dangerous. Loved um, Spread the Disease. Spread, I, mean, I got to admit, Spread the Disease is a better album. There's tracks on Among the Living that I like better, but as an album, I love Spread the Disease. Uh, nobody can really defend State of Euphoria. Uh, while I do love a lot of songs on that, there's way too much filler, but I totally disagree on Persistence of Time. I love Persistence of Time. It's an amazing fucking metal album. Uh, Attack of the Killer Bees, I think, is a great collection. And I love the John Bush era, especially Sound of White Noise. And I was impressed when I found out they got rid of Joey Belladonna because he was my, my favorite thing about the band was that voice. But then I heard fucking uh, Sound of White Noise, and particularly Only, and I was like, fucking hey, this is just incredible. A great, great album. And uh, it's Stock 442. And I believe that is a great fucking album. I think Stock 442 is a great example of experimenting and changing without being a total sellout like Load was. Era of Metallica. I think Anth Anthrax tried some new stuff and, in my opinion, was successful. Because I thought it still sounded good, even though it was different. Volume 8, it, not bad, but my least favorite of the Bush era. I love We Come For You All. I think that was a fantastic fucking album. Uh, the one where they redid, uh, you know, all the Belladonna tracks was was all right. I mean, I, I love Bush. Anything John Bush sings, I'm going to fucking enjoy. And uh, the last album that they just put out... Uh, Worship music with Belladonna, yeah, I think is incredible. Uh, I'm off those nuts. I know Ralph doesn't think it's as good as what everybody says. I think it is. I think it's great. I can't wait for the next one. And uh, they say it's going to be even heavier, and I hope it is. I think it's going to be awesome. I love Anthrax. 
all eras. I want I want to throw in a couple things. Yeah, I want to go back to Stomp 442, which uh, I do think it, it is a good album. It's much better than everybody like slams it a lot. And, uh, it I mean I love the song Tester and uh, In a Zone was cool. Uh, uh, Random Acts of Violence was awesome, and I really love the last track, Bear. Which I was, love Bear. Bear. Love that song. It's a beautiful ballad, acoustic, so out of left field, something you wouldn't expect that from Anthrax. And yeah, I agree with you. And they, they experimented with it, but they kept it heavy. And at that time, it wasn't a good idea to keep it heavy. And another thing that I have to bring up, even though I'm not the biggest John Bush era fan, to me, like other than uh, Fistful of Metal and uh, you know Spreading and Armed and Dangerous, my favorite Anthrax was the B-sides they did with John Bush, which I have a compilation of it. A lot of it is covers, and a lot of it are original songs like Poison My Eyes, uh, Noise Gate. Uh, these are great fucking songs, and they did awesome versions of Watching You and Lover All oh, I Can. I, I agree with you a thousand percent there, Ralph. That collection of all the B-sides and covers is awesome. amazing. Awesome stuff. Dethrone Emperor... Uh, they even do uh, Next to You from the Police, which is yeah. Frank Bello singing it. Uh, that collection, oh, and my favorite cover of them all, the Cowboy song from Thin Lizzy. Incredible yeah. version. They do Offbeat the same from Cheap Trick. Uh, it's just a wide variety of killer songs. Oh, um, um, London from the Smiths. Is incredible. Unbelievable. Incredible. Uh, that, to me, is like that type of, those songs are just incredible and when and actually i listen to john bush b-side from anthrax more than all the other stuff even though i do prefer you know the first three releases but yeah that's something i had to bring up um we didn't bring up also the last one which was a covers album with uh smoking from boston big eyes cheap trick a journey song uh keep on running i believe it was yeah keep on running and um uh, what else did they do on that one? There was another cover, wasn't there? Oh. Uh, well, whatever uh, it was. It wasn't uh, that. break by Thin Lizzy, I think. Yeah, which is kind of like, Jesus, really, that one? You know, sure. but but still, I mean, it's not a bad song, but Thin Lizzy, man, you should have, like, dug in a little deeper like you did with Cowboy Song and did a version of, I don't know, like, Cold Sweat or something. But, um, so I, that's all I got to say about Anthrax. Uh, another great uh, thing is uh, Charlie and Frankie Bello are just amazing at what they do. Uh, what a great bass player and what an amazing drummer. And Charlie is also an amazing guitar player, which he does a lot of the guitar work on Stomp 442 and uh, the other stuff where Dimebag do, uh, did some solos on those albums. Uh, very talented musicians. Um, and the last thing I want to say about Anthrax, which is a positive thing, was I was completely blown away when I went to the theater to see the Big Four, which is only a block away from my house. They actually screened it. It was four hours I was in the theater to see the Big Four. It was a satellite thing, and uh, which now is out on Blu-ray. And Anthrax kicked ass that day. I mean, they came out, and they fucking ruled. They were like, kind of like the underdogs, and they very much impressed me with that performance they did at the Big Four that is available now on Blu-ray and DVD, and I highly suggest you guys check that shit out. It's fucking awesome. And that's all I got to say about Anthrax. Uh, 
a very negative toward Anthrax to the episode, but I wanted to end it in a positive note, how I really feel about them. There's a lot of good things about Anthrax, and uh, I wouldn't say, uh, among the living, most of it is not what I would consider a positive about Anthrax. But there is a lot of stuff I love about them. Um, and that's it, right, guys? You guys talk, uh, done with your Anthrax discussion, right? Yeah, um, and, I, and now I would like to, uh, I'd like to talk about some other picks. Oh, some yeah. Other some other stuff that we're interested in that we think uh, the fans should check out. A uh, band I would like to bring up, they're called Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. They're from Cambridge, uh, England, and uh, just amazing, amazing band. Uh, very much the Sabbath vibe, uh, you know, that drugged out drone, fuzzy guitars, uh, you know, very influenced by the Hammer Horror Pictures. Uh, that, that plays in big into their live set. Uh, but an amazing band. They're doing, they, they opened up for Sabbath on their European tour, but now they're doing a U.S. tour, and they're playing like maybe only eight shows, and most of them are sold out. But look them up, and if they're anywhere by where you live, please go check this band out. Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats, an amazing band. What do you think, Ralph? What do you got to suggest? Uh, send, uh, send me some of that, uh, Ian. I, I'm, I have heard about this band. I haven't heard of them. Amazing. Forwarded to me as well. Um, I'll send it to you. Uh, I want to talk about a movie. Uh, there's so much music I, 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 I like to bring up too, but I want to bring up a movie that somebody turned me, well, somebody asked me to check out. And uh, I love this movie to death. It's called Black Dynamite. I don't know if you guys seen this movie. Love it. Love it. What a hilarious. It's a, like a black exploitation movie, but it was just so... I mean, it's probably the best movie I I think been made since I don't know since the 70s or 80s. You know, I I know that's that's talking big, but as far as comedy goes, it, I I put it up in my top five favorite comedies of all time. Uh, Ian, do you know what year that movie came out? It's not that old. Oh, uh, I I want to say that was. Uh... 2009 and then what i just saw as a matter it's funny you say that because this morning unfortunately i was in fucking walmart and i saw they had uh black dynamite the series volume one and i couldn't tell it was behind the glass and i couldn't get to it but i don't know if they do like a cartoon version of it now like an adult cartoon version but uh no it is an amazing funny movie if you like it, it, all things 70s and black exploitation it's a uh, very tongue-in-cheek but really, really good. I mean, Ralph hit the nail on the head there. It, it, it's a great movie. Anybody, check out Black Dynamite if you have not seen it. It's fantastic. You diabolical dick-shrinking motherfucker. Hey, my mama said my daddy's named Black Dynamite, too. <laughs> That's <laughs> that, funny. That movie has so many great moments, and uh, I highly recommend uh, you people check that out. Uh, Terrence, give us a recommendation. Hey, 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 what do you mean by you people? <laughs> Our listeners, you oh, yeah. jerk! All you white guys out there. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And um, Terrence, uh, I want I want to discuss an album too, but I wasn't prepared for this. So, Terrence, okay, okay. Right, right now, Terrence would like to tell you about the ten disc. Shut the fuck up. Thirtieth edition of Phil Collins' No Jacket Required. Oh, piss off! I, that's not what over, I'm going to write. Hey, fuck you! Let me let me say uh, something. Over Don't four talk over me, asshole. Of hey, nothing but shut studio. up! Shut up! <laughs> Asshole. Hey, Ian, I don't know how, how many yeah, people are out there hearing 
let me just say, Ian, there's about a million people calling you an asshole. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, Anyways. they all live in Massachusetts. Ah, oh, shut up. They live in Louisiana with the rednecks. <laughs> Anyways, um, my recommendations um, for newer bands is one out of Canada called Cobra and the Lotus that my friend Dennis turned me on to, a hard rock metal band from uh, Calgary, Alberta, who's lead singer Cobra Page. Excellent singer. Uh, they have two albums that are available, and her singing reminds me so much of um, old school Bruce Dickinson, come Rob Halford, come Ronnie James Dio, thrown into a blender on puree. And she was trained in opera, but once she saw Judas Priest on the Painkiller tour, she decided to become a hard rock metal fan and go into the world of metal. And that's one of my picks. My other pick is the first solo album from Tony Banks of Genesis, much to your Apple's Ian, A Curious <laughs> Feeling, oh, which cool. celebrates its 35th anniversary this coming um, September. And it was it's just now available on 8-track. No, it was re-released limitedly in 5.1 surround sound, ass clown. And it's, it's in Dolby Mono. No, it's in surround sound, and it's also available... In a new stereo mix on CD, check it out on Amazon.com. And um, so basically, those are my two recommendations. A Curious Feeling by Tony Banks of Genesis and the two albums by Cobra and the Lotus. And that's basically all i got to say. And I will check out those early albums from Anthrax as Dr. Fuck recommended me. Thanks for the recommendation, Dr. Fuck. Yes, sir. All right. So any last words? Because I, I have last words here. All right, I'd like to say in closing, uh, man, we had an incredible week last week. We had over 3,000 plays, and it's absolutely amazing. But what I'd like to see out of you guys, because obviously you're loving this show, but come to the Facebook page, either that or I, I know I can tell maybe some of you don't want to sign up on Podbean to leave comments because you don't want to be pestered for two minutes to fill out your fucking info. But you can click on the fucking Facebook page. That's the picture of the devil. Come on there and talk to us. We, we, we want to talk. We want to figure out what you guys like, what you don't like. We want to talk to the fans. You know, uh, you know, we, we want to make this the best show we can. Well, mostly for me, but for you too. And, and for Ralph. You know, nobody cares what Terrence wants. Well, Shut the fuck up, asshole. All right. I, I love Terrence. Uh but please, come on the Facebook page. Uh, we're going to let anybody join who wants to join. Uh, but talk to us. You know, you know, if you want to tell us we suck, that's great. But interact with us. Uh, but thanks for listening because we are, we are doing amazing. Uh, we're on iTunes, Facebook. We are on YouTube. Uh, there's so many ways to enjoy this show. Uh, well, probably the best way to enjoy it is with the sound off. But, uh, you know, keep tuning in. Keep listening. Every Sunday, new episodes. Thank you so much. Terrence, what do you want to say? I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners. I just put up a video thanking you all for the 10,000 plus, which we hit right when this uh, um, episode was recorded, uh, just before this episode was recorded. And I also want to thank my two cohorts, uh, Ian and Ralph. You know, you guys are probably the best uh, duo the only duo I've worked with and the only podcast I've doing. It's my first podcast and you two guys, I wouldn't want it any other way, but having 
doing a show with you guys has been such a great honor and hopefully we'll continue to bigger and better success and i'm a little dejected that my red Sox didn't do so well this year but oh well i'm rooting for the oakland days which are now the west coast version of the boston red Sox. i call them the oakland red Sox, <laughs> and also uh the new england patriots i know it's preseason but i have a feeling uh, ayatollah is gonna have his raiders pick to win the super bowl this year and I'm, although I love the Patriots, I'd like to see them go zero and sixteen, just for a change. Ralph, your turn. Fuck sports. That's all I gotta say. I hate sports, but it's cool that you guys like it. But uh, let that be the last sports mention on the Rock and Metal podcast. And I concur. And and okay. and, and Ian, you are a fan of the Raiders, right? Yes. Okay. I, I I'll tell you this. I like the, the the pirate. I like the image of the Raiders, but this is the only time I'm going to talk about sports, and that's it. I'm never going to discuss sports again. Deal. What do the Raiders and the post office have in common? Neither one delivers on Sunday, you unoriginal piece of shit. Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. funny, Ralph. That was a good one. I saw that online. I thought of Ian. Uh, I actually had an ex-girlfriend that loved the Raiders, and I would watch it with her, but she ended up cheating on me, so fuck her, and fuck the Raiders, and fuck you. Yeah, I know, we get penalties all the time for cheating, it sucks. Yeah, exactly. She was too much of a Raiders fan, if you know what I mean. (laughs) All right, you still still have her number. uh, Dude, I would not wish her even on you, dude. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so I want to thank everybody that's listening, and what... uh, Ian said, uh, soon, uh, I am going to spoil it for everybody. Next week, we are going to talk about Queen. Uh, well, I won't say what album it is. Don't say the album. Um, I'm just going to keep it quiet. We are going to discuss the Queen album, but the week after that, we're actually going to have on the show a fan of the podcast. So there's somebody that likes the Rock and Metal Con podcast that we're going to bring on the show. Now, I'm not saying everybody that likes it. We're going to put you on the show. But this guy we're going to put on the show for a special reason. And that reason you will find out two weeks from now. Uh, and I just want to say, again, thank you, everybody out there that listens to us. And um, uh, I didn't discuss an album like these two dudes, uh, and I still won't. But I do want to give a plug to a band from South Florida called Necromaniac. Uh, which is spelled with K's, like N-E-K-R-O-M-A-N-I-K, Maniac, you know. And uh, look them up on Facebook, add them, check them out. I really love that band. Uh, They're my buds, you know, and it it kind of sucks, you know. It's like they've been my friends forever, and they formed the band, and the band kicks ass, and I, you know, and I really hope they they are genuine, like they they think I'm genuine, because believe me, if they sucked, I wouldn't be plugging them now. They actually are really good. So check out Necromaniac. Uh, they kick ass. They're from South Florida. And uh, check out my new band. We're called um, Combat. Yeah, for a second, I forgot the name of my band. And um, we we, de- we debuted two days ago. We went over really good. People fucking loved it. And it uh, gives me good hope for the future. And add us, please, on, on Facebook as well. And don't forget to add the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. We want to talk to all of you. And, hey, if you're entertaining enough, we might even put you on the show, too. But you have to have an angle. You have to, like, all three of us go, hey, man, 
let's get this guy on the show. He seems like he'll be entertained. And and those that we don't put on the show and we still like, please don't get offended by it. I mean, we need we we're putting this guy on for an angle. Anyway, that's me, Dr. Fuck, signing off. Uh good night, everybody. Bye, Terrence. Bye, Ian. Hail Goodbye. Satan. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> a Roger Water reference. Terrence, you love that Roger Waters, don't you? Goodbye. <laughs> All right, that's it. Bye. <laughs>